After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. A universal podcast for grown-ups from the After Dark and Connect world. There may be a few naughty words, so it may not be suitable for kids. Enjoy the show! Hello and welcome to That Universal Podcast. Um, This is a special Christmas episode. We've recorded one for Disney Parts as well, uh, where we are joined by Steve Wilson, who has been telling us about his uh, recent trip to Florida. Hello. Indeed. And Craig is also here as well. Oh, hello. During this episode, I'll be talking in American. Please don't. I will mute you. Because <laughs> uh, your American accent is absolutely awful. Like You can't even determine which part of America is. It's, it's just it's the worst. It's New York. Seriously. What are you trying to say to oh me? Oh, my God. It's just pitiful. I'm having a coffee. <sighs> I just actually finished a coffee. So that's that's quite well you done. Don't, you don't drink coffee. Oh, dear. Right. It's not vegan. Mine is. Uh, Steve. Yes. You, uh, you you talked about it on uh, that Disney podcast about the trip you had. You had two days at uh, Old Key West. Then you went to yep. Universal for, I think you said six days, but you'll correct me in a minute, uh, yeah, before well, going yes, back to yes. Disney. So we've talked about the Disney side of things. We're here to talk about Universal. Um, and let's start off with you leaving, because, you again, you kind of talked about that a little bit on that episode. Um, but you, you had a morning at the Magic Kingdom, and then you went off to... Uh, to Universal, we did. We we had two nights at Old Key West, and um, we'd we'd booked up Magic Kingdom in the the park reservation system. Thought we'd have a a half day there and do some of the rides uh, before we went, went over to Hard Rock for four nights. Um, and we, what we thought was we'd just do a few rides because check-ins normally up four o'clock, so there's no guarantee we're getting before. Um, so we did that. We got back to Old Key West, and we we got a lift. Um, over to Hard Rock. I got there about, I think, about four o'clock actually. Checked straight into the room. Um, and I think we had a, a quiet night that night. Um, I had a wander around um, City Walk, uh, a walk, a wander around the, the resort and everything, and then started to hit the parks the next day. Can you, uh, I know this is a bit of a tenuous question, but can you mm. remember roughly what the lift price was from Old Key West? Yeah, it was about $20. Which wasn't Ooh. too bad. So I think nineteen twenty dollars, and we gave the guy a two dollar tip. Yeah, so not too bad, really. Now this was your first hard rock experience, wasn't it? It was, yes. So does it, is it all left. because of me? <laughs> um, going no, on about it constantly. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Do you, Craig? It was. Oh, good. Stayed, yeah, we can't handle the pressure. We stayed in um, Cabana before. And we have stayed in Endless Summer, one of those Endless Summer resorts previously as well. And I think it was because, I think I mentioned in the podcast, that we, we cancelled the Disney cruise for four nights. So we thought, well, well, we'll have a bit of a blowout and we'll go for a better hotel this time. And we'll, to be honest, I wanted to go into the, um, the Royal Pacific. We'd, we'd looked at going Royal Pacific, which is one of the other, I think, deluxe hotels I've got there. Yeah. Um, the theming looks quite nice at that one. So it's a um, beautiful hotel. Yeah, we, we, we're going yeah. there. I think we're going there in September this year. So I'm looking forward to. Oh, sorry, next year, 2022. Um, we're going there then. But we, we were about to press the button on going to Royal Pacific, and when we decided the next day, the prices had 
suddenly gone up for Royal Pacific and it was cheaper for Hard Rock. So we thought, well, we'll go to Hard Rock. You give it a good review. You can walk to the parks very easily um, and you get these um, frontline passes. So we'll we'll give it a go. So oh. as someone who has been to the more budget side of Universal Hotels yes. and, then, and, and also staying in decent accommodation at Disney, um, mm. what was your experience like of uh, Hard Rock? Um, it's a nice hotel. Um, the only thing I would say is it, it, it lacks in a bit of theming, I think. It, it is a Hard Rock hotel, I guess. Um, you're paying for location, being that five-minute walk to, um, to Universal Studios. Um, there's nothing wrong with the resorts. I, I just, I think because I've stayed in an our home resort at Disney is uh, one of them is, is Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, that is is a step above. I, I absolutely love the theming of, of those hotels, Wilderness Lodge, Animal Kingdom. Um, so in that respect, it's it's more of a uh, you know a good four four star hotel. You know, there's nothing wrong with it's, it. It's it's definitely got a vibe though, hasn't yeah, it? There's a it vibe has. going on. Yeah, yeah. and it's busy. There's, a, it there's an energy. It's got a lovely pool to it. You know, you, you know that, that's one of the great things about it. It's got a nice pool. It's got a nice bar next to the pool. Um, yeah. and, and, and that is, I think, is, is one of the selling points of it. it, and it it's, as I say, it's, you know, it, it's a minimum, maximum, sorry, five-minute walk to the theme parks. Um, and it's, it, it's really handy. And it, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. I, maybe I just like a bit more theming, I guess. But it's... It's got. It has got a um, a vibe to it, as you say, Craig. In terms of the, the music being blasted out, um, you know, around the pool and things. Yeah, I mean, you say that you say there wasn't much theming, but Elvis Presley's underpants are framed on the wall. Yeah, also, yeah. I, yeah. Next to John Lennon's blood-stained vest. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know, I know what you mean, but I mean, you can also find framed pictures in, you know, the travel lodge. I don't think I know. I know it's not exactly the same, but it's not that far removed. Like, so to your point, Steve, I've not uh, stayed in this summer, but I stayed in Cabana Bay, and last time we stayed at Aventura, and both were nice hotels. There, they're obviously yeah. uh, quite budget, but I really like the theming of Cabana Bay. And what I didn't like about Aventura is its theme was white, pretty much. Yeah, it's a hospital. You, Futuristic, yeah. futuristic white uh, yeah. is, is, I think, the thing for Aventura, and I think you, you kind of lose a bit of that that stuff yeah. going. I on, think, but... I think, I mean, just quickly, the Hard Rock theme is similar to the Marvel theme, and at the New York in it, basically, yeah. it's picked artwork, um, a few statues of of suits. You know, there's it, it's that type of theme, yeah. and isn't it really? Cabana Bay as well. I mean, I think we were spoiled because we had one of those Volcano Bay views as well, which was yeah, you know, we did. Oh yeah, lovely, yeah. lovely view, absolutely um, stunning. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, another thing with the, with the Hard Rock at the moment, there was a bit of work going on as well, so there was scaffolding Ooh. up, a lot of dust everywhere. Um, could barely set up our window because it was covered in dust from the works, which is fun. Yeah, fair enough. You these things happen. You know, you, you accept that. They do have weird um, netting over the windows as mm. well, don't they? At the Hard Rock. Yeah. Which I've never fully understood. Yeah. So you, you never get a good is, view. Is you never, I don't know what you guys, but I've never realised this, but there's no balconies in, no. in these sort of hotels. Whereas, you know, I'm used to um, at Disney having a balcony overlooking a savannah or a, or a pool or something. And these are all, um, you know, contained rooms with, with no balconies, which which is the only downside because it is nice on night time to sit on a balcony and have a beer or a glass of wine or something. Yeah. Yeah, defo, defo. Yeah. So I'm assuming, and you know what they say about assuming, um, but uh, that you were at the parts of three days. Would that be accurate? Yeah, we we did. Yeah, because we we didn't go in the first the first night we got there. We didn't bother going in the parks because they they closed quite early this time of year anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we had the uh, the next three full days, um, in in the parks, and then we also went in. Um, the morning we left, our our, our um, express passes still worked, and we've got annual passes at, at Universal anywhere. So we went in that last morning. So I guess we had three days and, and a couple of hours just to go in and hit the, the big attractions again, the Hagrid's and the, the Velocicoaster again on the last day. Now, Craig, I know you because you stay at Hard Rock, uh, you're fully aware of the the express pass system. Uh, but for someone like me who doesn't know anything. Um, could you use those express passes, Steve, on 
things like Hagrid's or was it limited to the the rides that have been there for a bit of time? Yeah, um, the only two rides you can't use them on is Velocicoaster and Hagrid's um, right. Magical Creatures, Motorbike Adventure, what they call it. Um, and that was fine because, uh, you know, this, again, I don't know if it, if it changed different time of year, but uh, at the moment, um, they open the both both theme parks open, I think at nine o'clock for all guests. But Islands of Adventure opens at eight o'clock for hotel guests, um, right. Universal Hotel guests. So, and I think Disney could learn a lesson there because that, they only do half an hour at the parks. That that hour was absolutely fantastic because you're getting there early. Everyone can get in the theme park. To be fair, you don't have to be a hotel guest. But what they do is they let you, if you're a non-hotel guest, you can just wander around the shops and things on that sort of main street and um, the venture. But you come to the Dr. The Seuss Landon, Dr. Seuss Landon, and then yep. there's there's um, cast members there who are checking your hotel tickets or your, your annual pass tickets, and then they let you through to the next area. Then you go beyond there, and you basically head straight for Hagrid's or Velocicoaster. So... Most of the hotel guests can can tend to get those two rides done before the rest of the actual um, other patrons are allowed into the theme parks, which is great because it, it makes the tour in the parks a lot easier. Um, and you can see go Edwards first of all, get in there within generally half hour, forty five minutes, and hit Velocicoaster with, with a short a short wait. Then you've got the rest of the day to do um, the rest of our adventure and, and the studios as well. I mean, that was your top tip, wasn't it? Um, you texted me, get to Hagrid's because it's a slow loader, it's unreliable. Yeah. Get there first, Velocicoaster, so fast, quick loader. You know, and you could get both of them done, are you right in thinking, in that hour? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the first day we went, because Hagrid's was looking, we were a little bit late that morning getting into the park. We were still early, but not as early as, as all the other guests. So we looked at Hagrid's and there was already quite a bit of a wait there. So we went to Velocicoaster. Um, that went down, um, which was a shame. Um, so we came back to that later on in, in, in the day. But yeah, most other days we went, when, when there wasn't any problems, um, you get in early enough, you can get on Hagrid's pretty quickly. You know, I think we were talking uh, maximum half an hour. If you get there, it was like eight o'clock, half an hour to get on the ride, get that done, get on Velocicoaster. Um, and again, that was probably only a, a 15 20 minute wait to get on that as well so yeah by the time you've done that um you, you can start hitting the other rides um in that part of the park and i think what, what they did is when when the rides do go down in the morning they seem to open up the other harry potter ride early on as well just to soak up the the, the extra crowds so the forbidden journey one opened up a bit earlier as well so you know i think it was when ross Costa went down the first time we went under there straight away and did that within about five minutes so yeah, that was pretty good actually Quick question to you, Craig. When Steve texts you, and what did he say? Just repeat it for me. Um, I can't remember. He sent me loads of texts. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said he texted you and said, get to Velocicoaster. Did you remind him that you're stuck in England and you couldn't possibly get there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this... Um, so this was... Is this your first time with the Express? It was, the, yeah. We, the only time we've used limited Express was at Halloween Horror Nights. We did it one night there for the you know the 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 past to get the front of the the different horror houses, but we never used it at Universal. I mean, you probably we, it was probably quite quiet anyway. I would yeah, imagine it, it it was. Yeah, I mean, we we normally go September time, so we we don't normally need the Express Pass, but it was a comfort. And I think what what we found very very useful, and this comes from Craig actually, give him some benefit for this. Um, Go on the hard rock. You can, you can hit the park at eight o'clock in the morning. You can go and do across the coast at Hagrid's and, and some of the bigger attractions. You can get almost all of Valens done in, in a couple of hours quite easily um, with that pass. And then leave the park, go back to the hotel, go back to the, go back to the, uh, the pool, have a couple of hours around the pool, have a drink, relax, and then go back later on. And that's something we've never done before. We've always um, been in the theme parks all day um, when, when we've stayed in sort of Cabana Bay or, or come from Disney. And I think actually the extra money you pay to stay in the Hard Rock or one of these deluxe resorts, I actually think it's worth it. I really do. I think, you know, you get that frontline pass and have a more relaxed experience where you can do the rides. 
leave the plaque for a bit and go back later on is is, is it, worth it. It promotes um, just walking to the next ride. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you can do that at Disney, like you said before, with the touring plans and touring plans could give you a time, but you could still be zigzagging across the parks. Yeah. Unless you were specifically at Universal saying, I want to do Transformers next. I want to do Men in Black next. Yeah. You can literally just do a circle around the around yeah. the, the, the lake, the lagoon, and on both both sides. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 yeah, you can. It, it makes it much easier to do that. Um, and and you, you know, you will. What what will happen is you'll just do it differently. You, you'll you'll do that sort of circular route, um, and then you'll the next, on the afternoon you're going in the studios, and it means that by having that you can get to do the rides you like a lot more, because it's yeah. not just a sing. It's not just a single uh, use like I think the Genie Plus is in Disney. That's a one use per ride per day. Um, this is as this, this, this is frontline access as much as you want. So if you if you love Men in Black, you can just keep going on Men in Black if you want, no matter the queue. So that's what Craig yeah. does. Yeah. So you mentioned um, you mentioned two of the the new attractions that have opened mm. since the the pan. Well, that's a lie. Hagrid did open just before the pandemic, but not yeah. that long before. Um, and there's been two attractions that have opened since then. Yeah. So. Um, let's let's hear about those a little bit. So, um, was this your first time going on Hagrid's, or had you managed to get on there we, like, previously? We managed to get on there in, in that September 2019 after a, a short wait, only yeah. once. Um, but we got on this time, I think twice. I think we went two, two or three, oh, two or three times this time. So, managed to ride the different because obviously there's a the different experience riding the bike or riding the sidecar. Yeah. Um, so that's that's good to try, and I actually. I think it's a it's a really good ride. Uh, you know, it, to me, it's up there with Rise of Resistance as being the best ride in Orlando. Wow. Um, you know, okay, the animatronics might be a little bit ropey on parts of it, the the blast ended screw to what they call them and things and the unicorns. But as a as a roller coaster, it's it's not too extreme. It's not Velocicoaster extreme. It's just an enjoyable roller coaster with a few surprises in there. Nice. And um, as you get older, you appreciate that more, don't you? You do, yeah, yeah. Because going Hagrid's Forbidden Journey now, you come off feeling yeah crap to be honest. Oh, sometimes just just the worst, <laughs> and it also explains why yeah. Craig is obsessed with the Jimmy uh, Jimmy Fallon ride. Um, yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> what did you? Uh, so let's let's look at the other actual ride that's that's open up then. Mm-hmm. So um, Velocicoaster, um, did it live up to the hype? It was brilliant. I mean, we, we rode that uh, every day. I think we did that four or five times over those few days we were there. And we, the first time we rode it, I think we were in the middle of the of the roller coaster. Um, and then after that, we we got on the front. There's, there's a separate queue for the front of the line to go right at the front. Wow. And when we were there, a bit like Holt, actually, um, it was a much shorter queue. You know, there was only, I think, when we went the second time, about four or five groups waiting from the front of the front of the line to go to the front of the the coaster. So we did that a couple of times and um thought it was absolutely a, a diff- totally different ride at the front. Absolutely fantastic um ride. Um queue was good with the um the animatronic raptors um in the queue with the eyes opening and closing and looking at you. That, that was good. Um and then there's, there's a big sort of holding area with um Oh, Chris Pratt and um, is it uh, Bryce Howard, Dallas uh, Howard? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's them. Um, a bit of a little, you know, a little video type thing with them two there. But what what this is meant to be meant to be a, you know, increasing the the thrill for guests in terms of putting a roller coaster in the Velociraptor um, paddock. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is very meant to be. And it, I did it, wonder it what good. the theming was actually. Yeah, that that's meant to be. You know, the guests are wanting more and more every time they come to Jurassic World. And we've upped that by putting a roller coaster in the in the, in the Velociraptor Brilliant. paddock. Brilliant. Um, so it starts off with the the, Veloc- the Velociraptors running next to you, and then obviously you, you, there's, there's like uh, more statues and animatronics on the ride when you go past them. But yeah, yeah it, it's 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 great. It's a cracking ride. We didn't get a ride at dark in, at night time, which I understand is 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 meant to be excellent as well. But you know the fact that I'm nearly fifty and was fine riding it is a good thing. 
So, you know, it's a, it, it is a, a great, a great. Next, moment. there'll be a Christmas overlay where they'll all be wearing that. Probably, yeah, yeah. Candy canes yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So, I've got no, to... I definitely, rec- definitely recommend it. Um, loved it, absolutely loved it. I, I've got to say, like, I, I, as much as I was excited to see and eventually, hopefully, ride Velocicoaster, um, I've seen the new, um, the new Universal Jurassic World ride in, uh, in China. And right. that is incredible. It's a complete, complete. It's not a roller coaster. It's more of a dark ride than anything else. But uh, I, I almost kind of, I'm not sure which one I'd prefer to have seen in Orlando because I'm not nice. going to China to ride it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll have to have a look. Yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you a video. Um, yeah, yeah. But me and uh, Pete, I was talking about it a few months ago, and uh, yeah, it's it's in, it's incredible. But it does sound like they're they're doing some good stuff with that franchise, which is. Yeah. A, you know a mixed bag of films if we're being honest but uh yeah. they're doing good stuff with the with the license so that's uh yeah. and that's I, hope, I just hope they do this because I mean, obviously the hollywood's got the the river adventure with the new part yeah. of it we're going we're going there next year so i'm looking forward to experiencing that one mm. um but i, I hope that uh, well if it's if, it, if it's as good as it looks i hope they bring it to um, to Orlando because I think that, that could do with a bit of an upgrade that ride now. Yeah, I think I think they have to. I think the problem with it at the moment is the fact that you've got Jurassic Park, you've got mm. the Jurassic Park ride, and then you've got Jurassic World over the other side. Yeah, and King Kong really... just stuck in between. In yeah, in yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really make sense, does it? So, no. um, yeah, like you, as as much, and I love Jurassic Park, um, yeah. but yeah, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, you you need to make it all kind of fit. Yeah. Um, but the the last thing uh, that's opened up since the pandemic was uh, the uh, the Bourne Stuntacular. Yeah. Uh, did you manage to see it? We saw it twice. Oh. Um, oh. It was brilliant. You know, I, I, it's it's hard to describe. I don't want to spoil it for people, obviously. Um, but I just thought it was such a clever, a clever show. Um, you know, when when they announced the Bourne, you know, I like the Bourne films. Um, I think they're great films. But when they announced it, I was like, mm, what's that going to be like? Mm. But this was absolutely superb. Um, it's hard, it, I don't know if it's sort of, is it, is it this technology that sort of used a bit with filming like the Mandalorian things? It's that sort of thing with this screen behind with, yeah, with I think so. movable props and, and, and conveyor belts. And so it looks like the, the you know, that, that bone is running through. Um, some Middle Eastern country and, and the yep. buildings that come out. It, it, it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's, this weird it was, mix. it's this weird mix yeah. of uh, like visual, actual visual effects on massive screens mixed in yeah. with actual props. Yeah. And they seamlessly merge the two together. Like it's very, yeah. um, I don't think that's given anything away. I think, you know, I've seen, I've, again, I've not seen it in person. I've seen um, some videos of it and the technology looks incredible. Um, yeah. The, but, go on, Craig. Uh, well, do you like? Did you like to honour their old rides? So in Kong, uh, in Mummy, you'll see a bit of Kong and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Is there any nods to T two in there? Um, I didn't notice any. Um, Interesting. I mean, I, if anyone yeah. can find that, I'm sure there I mean, is. I mean, like maybe some sunglasses, be, or yeah. it maybe like a, a motorbike is the same, or some. Do you know what I mean? Possibly, yeah, something yeah. in the background. The, I'm sure the holding pens is is the same in that sort of area where the pre-show was, and you've got a um, Julia Stiles, I think she was called in the films. Yes, who comes on and, and gives a bit of an introduction. So that, that was pretty good. Um, again, you know, it was it was that good. The the interaction between the screen and the actual actors or stunt actors. When it first came on, I was like, "What's going on here?" I, I didn't realise until I saw that the actual actors were wearing face masks, and the ones behind weren't. And I thought, "All oh, right, yeah, it, it, it's a screen. Some of those people aren't really. It's yeah. a screen." Wow. Um, so yeah, it, it was just, just a really, really good show. You know. You know, we, we love the shows. I love the shows at Universe. We love the, the horror makeup shows. We did that. It's one of our favourites. Um, but uh, this was a must-do as well. I think that to me is going to be a must-do every time. Yeah. I, I mean, everything I've seen of it looks incredible. And I think, mm. I, I mean, we we poo-pooed it. Same same as what you were saying there. You know, when we first, we, yeah. I think yeah. I think Chris had told us that that was the rumour probably a good six months to a year before it was actually announced yeah. and we were like come on you, you know this franchise is dead now 
they can't seriously be considering it. Um, and then when you actually see what they've done with it, you're like, okay, fine, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take that. Um, yeah. And, you know, we love T2. Uh, it was a good attraction. We talked about how, you know, towards the end, it was definitely looking a bit tired and obviously definitely. the film was, was fairly dated by that point. Um, but this seems like such a, a, an evolution to that and I, I, I suppose in some ways it, it reminds me a little bit of, of the great movie ride and uh, Mickey and Minnie in that yeah. you know that was an attraction that was beloved by a lot of people but was losing uh, you know the interest of like a, a newer generation and they've gone in and put something that is technic- technologically superior and probably more relevant uh, to people so I think as long as you're doing that in, in those spaces and you're making significant steps forward I don't you know I think you have to kind of welcome some of these changes sometimes yeah definitely yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a must do to me when, when you go next time don't miss it oh definitely won't um, so what was your experience like in Universal again we talked about uh, the, like the masks and stuff in Disney and, mm. and, and how you kind of felt there uh, during this time so uh, what was that like at universal the complete opposite um <laughs> it was very strange in that we've been to disney for two days before and masks had to be wore indoors and and was enforced um most of the time we came here and as soon as we walked into the hard rock hotel which we put our masks on for we could just tell that everything was different um it was Masks are, are recommended. I think that's what science said. Masks are recommended in, in indoor spaces and when mixing, um, but but not mandatory. So very quickly it became very clear that no one or very few people um, were wearing masks. And that was both in the hotel and in, in, in all the attractions. Um, I think, I, again, sent Craig some pictures of like queues for Hagrid you know, and it, it, I think Craig, con- I think it called the COVID corridor or something. Or the, you know, it, was, it felt like that. Um, but to be honest, what can you do? I mean, if, if it's not mandatory and no one's wearing them, um, I think after about half a day, we thought, well, what's the point in us in us wearing these? We're not we're not protecting ourselves by doing this. This is um, this is the problem, isn't it? You know, the yeah, idea of yeah. you know, however you feel about masks, the idea is that you're not. It's it's harder for you to pass it on to someone else, not yeah. necessarily protecting you. And if no one yeah. is doing that, then yeah, it almost feels like a bit bit redundant. It, it, very redundant in in there. Um, whether that whether that will come in in any more force as this new variant potentially spreads around, I don't know. Um, but I think for the first first half day, first day, we, we both felt a little bit um, nervous. I think would be a, a good word to say. Because it's it felt very different to what we've experienced at Disney yeah. and and probably back home, but after that, I think you just thought, well, crack on, you know, <laughs> there's yeah. not much you can do with it. If, if we're going to enjoy ourselves, we spent all this money to come here. We're just going to crack on and, and, and enjoy ourselves. And and I think after you can slip very easily back into old ways and and forget about things when you're on holiday. So that's what we did. And then it was a bit of a shock to go back to Disney and suddenly be told that you got away masks everywhere. So. To, to be honest, even even yesterday, so I went to the cinema yesterday, uh, as yeah. you know, to see Spider Man. That tells mm. you when this was being recorded, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, you know, it was the first uh, day that the the new mandates had, had come into play. Yeah. So there were signs up again saying you know you need to wear masks inside. You didn't have to wear a mask when you were eating or drinking. Usual kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I wore my mask in the foyer. Got my uh, my my drink. Went in. Um, took my mask off, was eating uh, popcorn and, and having my drink. When I left the cinema, I forgot to put my mask back on yeah. because I'd already uh, forgotten that that was you know the done thing. Yeah. No one questioned me on it. No one uh, pulled me up on it. But I I, know, I looked around. and was like, oh yeah, my mask. So I think yeah. you're right. I think sometimes it, it you know you don't do it necessarily on purpose. No, but sometimes no. you just you just forget, don't you? Yeah, a few times we'd be going in places and, and now that me or Jim would say to the other person, you've got your mask, you've got your mask, get it, get it on quick because you're in Disney now. Um, <laughs> they will but, pull you up on it, yeah. Yeah, and they will pull it, yeah, or, or in shops and things. So, yeah, so, it, but it was, you know, it was, it was fine in the end, you know, you got used to it and, you know, it is what it is. You just, you just adjust to either wear a mask or not wear masks. Um, so, yeah, it was good. 
it was it, it didn't it didn't spoil anything didn't take anything away um and it would it would it would have got ruined on Popeye and um Popeye's builds rad bats anyway we're getting out of soak and we got on that anyway I do do right so yeah just burn, been ruined straight away burn them down <laughs> burn them down keep saying this just burn burn yeah, both of them I down. love Popeye I can't stand do do right but I love Popeye oh. especially in a height of summer it's a great ride you just got to go you got to go um if you're in a hotel it's great nearby because you go at lunchtime get talking go home get your lunch get changed and come back out yeah if I was staying at the Hard Rock I'd probably feel the same way actually yeah um so. you did mention actually on the on the Disney episode uh, when we asked you about good food experiences at Disney you said oh well, actually there were some good ones at Universal so why don't you tell us mm. about those yeah we had some good ones. we 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 ate at the kitchen it's called um at the Hard Rock Hotel. Uh, and that's, uh, I guess, the, not, not, not their higher-end restaurant. It's their, I guess it's their second restaurant, I guess. But again, very good food um, on, on that menu. Um, really enjoyed that. Um, definitely recommend going to the kitchen. And then the rest of the time, we, we, we finally tried Mythos. After all these years of being the best theme park restaurant, um, it didn't say anymore now, like, on the front. I don't think it actually says that on the front, but... We, we went in there on, on our our last full day and really enjoyed it. Um, I was actually surprised because, you know, it, it seemed to be this sort of... Is it the pad thai that everyone raves about in there? Yeah, people rave yeah. about that as well. Um, I can't even remember what I had now, actually, to be honest, but whatever we did have was good. Yeah. Um, I think I had the gnocchi. I had the gnocchi, actually. Uh, gnocchi bolognese. And uh, and Jane had the, the chicken. Um, and it was very, it was, it was excellent. Um, you know, for, for, I guess for in a theme park, whether it's the best theme park restaurant in the world, I don't know. You know, you, you compare it to a lot of restaurants in Epcot places. I, I, um, I disagreed with that. I mean, yeah. I, I went for the first time the last trip we went to. Oh, you were in Boston, didn't you? Yes, yes, that day that she spent with me, and um, <laughs> those few hours, she with me. yeah. And uh, had the famous pad thai. I think we all did actually because we were talking right. about it. And it was it was good. Don't get me wrong, but you know I've eaten the California Grill, and yeah. you know I, 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 okay, it's not technically in the theme park, right? It's on it's in the hotel just by it. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like when you've you've eaten at places like that or La Cellier, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know it, you can't you can't turn around and say it's the best theme park food. Nah. It's the best theme park food for what they serve in terms of. Yeah. Not not um, not really fancy, uh, yeah. you know. I don't consider pad thai to be fancy food at all. Um, but it's it was good, but I'm probably better than eating at Ritzburg or something. But you know, yeah. it's nice. It's a nicely themed restaurant inside. You know, it, it's it's pleasant. Um, you know, it's, yeah, we've eaten in the Harry Potter place before. That was awful. I was, I was actually bad after that place. To be honest, it made me sick. <laughs> uh, no, it really was. It, it actually. It gave me food poison or something in that place in, in the one in Diagon Alley. Never go again. Um, that was just my experience. But other places, um, we, we we had a lot of um, quick service as well. Um, we had Panda Express. So I think that's a decent, cheap meal. Going to go somewhere on on Universal, probably Voodoo Donuts again. Um, you know, but again, with Voodoo Donuts, massive queues just to get some donuts. So yeah. they've got a. Um, you can order them online now, which is much easier. You order them online and on your phone, and then there's a there's a stall outside the other side of the uh, of the walkway, and you just go over there, and they've just got your donuts ready for you. We so literally, if, if you do go there, there's a massive queue. Do not wait for it in the queue. Just order it. Yeah, we we literally talked about that on on the last mm. episode because yeah. I think yeah. I, I just noticed it. I like I don't know when it actually officially opened, but. Um, yeah, we were talking about it, and I thought it was a good idea. I, I, what it looked like from the photo, though, it looks a little bit like the section in the bowling alley. You it know, does, you yeah, have to go and change your shoes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So you don't get like bowling that. shoes and you get donuts, it's fine. You know. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. That was good. That was that. It must have saved about forty-five minutes just doing that. That was good. Um, the other place I definitely recommend is the new um, little the, in Universal Studios, the the crepe place, mm. which is. Yeah. Right, my crap, yeah. Yeah, it's it's um, it's, I guess it's opposite, it's opposite um, the hot the the horror show, sort of not far from there really, um, and they were really good. Um, we had the savoury and the sweet ones, and the lemon and blueberry crepes there were absolutely stunning. Um, I, the size of them as well, 
I think it was nine dollars or something like the cost us. Um, but it was almost the size of your head. They were they, they were they were excellent. They were excellent, and we went back there twice. I think to have them. They were really good. I think um, my favourite thing about talking to Steve is when he compares food options to the size of his head. That's how how yeah, big we yeah, know. Yeah. It. <laughs> Absolutely, that, that's maybe American American style, isn't it? It's American size, and it's just everything's so so bloody big. Um, that you, and you know, you go to a restaurant this time. Would you like a box did, to take that away with you? No, just take it away. It's too much of it. Did yeah. you share the crepe or did you uh, just have one each? Uh, it being that shared. big. That, shared, one, yeah. that one we shared. Um, yeah. The second time, I, I think I got something else from elsewhere and, and Jane got, it, got the crepe to herself, but she struggled to finish it, which is the normal over there. You know, we often struggle to finish the films over there. It's just so much of it. Yeah, I, this is it. I mean, we've been talking to uh, KP. Uh, about this like food in general not uh, mm. specifically universal but um and she's banking on the fact that she'll probably have to you know be able to order like a, a main uh yeah. and a starter or an entree and a starter uh yeah. to share with her and her boyfriend because uh of the of the portion sizes over there and it's it, it is i mean we go to um a place called olive, olive garden italian place over there quite regular and you go in there and you order um your main course your entree but it comes with a soup or a salad and yeah. this salad comes out. I mean, I get the soup and Jane, Jane tends to get the, the salad. I mean, the salad comes in a bowl like the size of, you know. Your head. head. Yeah, a fruit <laughs> bigger than your head. A fruit bowl, you know, fruit bowl size salad. Yeah, it's huge, yeah. Yes. yeah. And it's like, you know. And if and, you dare to finish it, you bring you another one. Yeah, yeah. And it comes <laughs> with breadsticks. So you get these big, thick, soft four breadsticks that it comes with. Or, yeah, yeah, it's not the uh, it's not a British kind of uh, very crisp yeah. round, slightly no. round uh, breadsticks. It's no. like the flat pieces of bread, isn't it? Small baguette yeah. type things, yeah, and, and they're nice and warm. And you think, hey, if you fit, you, you could literally like finish them. Yeah, <laughs> and Kate's right. Kate could easily order an entree to share, and you'd get a salad to share it before, and they'd, they'd be they'd be more than happy with that. Yeah, it's yeah, it it, it, it is, um, and then they come around and say. You've got room for dessert? You're joking. I haven't even got not, room not in my bag for dessert. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or is that the crew? Get yourself to Publix and get one of those big subs. Oof, they're, they're oh, yeah. I mean, we're, um, we're Walmart people, but they sell the yeah. same things same in thing, all yeah. of them, don't they? Yeah. Huge. Half Huge a cow of meat in it. Yeah. 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 Or pig. Um, yeah. Did you notice on the, on the subjects of food, because I was just talking to my daughter about this the other day, was green eggs and ham open? when you were there it was it was open yeah it's it um, a great mystery i don't think i've ever been and i've been a, a few different times like a few different points a year and i don't think i've ever been and it's been open but i know i know it exists and i know people do eat there but i've never been lucky enough yeah it, it, that was all that areas open as was obviously this time of year we had the grinchmas show as well um which was good so you went backstage into what was the old blue man group Yes, area which we've never seen that, but uh, in in that in that um, in that theatre and and about five or six times a day the, the Grinchmas show was on. And again, if if you're over this time of year, either this year or next year, definitely worth checking out. Um, a, a nice little show. Yeah, I love the it, Grinch, it, and I'm, yeah. I'm sad Blue Man Group no longer exists at Universal. Mm. But uh, yeah, good use of the do, space. Do either of you watch uh, Mr. Morrow? No. So Page and Mr. Morrow. So he goes and meets the Grinch, right, in the shop in the area. So it, it's the um, off the ride. What's yeah, I know. The the, called? I can't remember what the shop is, but I know, I know. Yeah, the shop you mean. Yeah. yeah. And he says to uh, the Grinch, "Can I have a photo?" So the Grinch is like, "Can you want a photo like that?" So he goes and he runs and he goes into this woman's pram and takes out a photograph. And brings it back and gives it to Mr. Morrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, and everyone in the shop is just howling. It's it just brilliant, it was. It was absolutely boss. The, um, yeah, we were talking about characters, um, like good experiences with characters, and characters like the Grinch always great, great ones because they have a little bit more uh, freedom. And especially at Universal, I find in general, the characters are not, um, they're given more creative license, I think is the, mm. uh, the, the way of putting it but do you know what i mean like they they obviously have a bit of a script but they will go off uh script and will my, know, my favorite ever character 
interaction was when we were there Halloween Horror Nights, Nicholas, and Popeye <laughs> was walking down the street, and I asked him to be um, for a photograph. So we went to strike a pose, and I gave him the camera, and I was four posed. <laughs> <laughs> And Craig was kicked out of the park. Um, no, that is, that is really funny. Um, Craig, was there anything you wanted to ask Steve about Universal? Uh, no, um, I just like what was the vibe like? Is it was it a more relaxing? I find Universal. We like to do Universal first uh, because it, it breaks it into the holiday. Did you find that type of stuff? Uh, yeah, we did it obviously early on and. There is a very different feel to it to Disney. It, it's a, I find it a lot because of the changes, especially at Disney. It's a lot more relaxed at Universal, um, you know, because you can get in early, because you can get these express passes if you're staying at one of these, uh, one of the, the three hotels. It makes the it's it just a lot more relaxing. Um, you're not rushing around doing anything. You're not, you're not rushing to the front of the line, other than I guess at the beginning of the day to get Hagrid and Vossick coaster. Everything else is just a walk-on. So, you know, you just take it, you know, take it in your stride, really. You know, and as I say, you don't mind leaving the park and going around the city walk for a couple of hours or going back to your hotel for a relax around the pool and a couple of drinks. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, it is. And obviously, with it being right next to the theme parks, there's that difference where you can you can get back to your hotel within five ten minutes. Even Cabana Bay and places, you know, if if, you, if you're in them places, it's only ten minutes on a bus or it's only a twenty minute walk even. Yeah. So yeah. I think in, in in that respect, it makes it a, a much, as you say, a much more relaxed start to the holiday where you can do that. I think when you go back and you're in the Royal Pacific in September, mm. that's another level of relaxation because it's a totally different vibe to yeah. Hard Rock. It's a much more chilled out experience. Yeah. We're going there straight from straight from the airport. That one, I think, four yeah. nights there. I think before we go to um, Animal Kingdom Lodge, and possibly, hopefully, if we can get them, we're going to try the Treehouse Villas in, um, in Saratoga Springs as, as a treat. But yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the Royal Pacific. This looks like our sort of hotel. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So, as a kind of wrap up on this. Um, across the two episodes we've talked about obviously each holiday obviously with Disney now Genie uh, and Genie Plus uh, and Lightning Lanes are now a thing on this holiday you stayed in the Hard Rock so you had access to uh, Express Passes what's your kind of what do you see happening in the future do you see with the policy changes at Disney with these new introduction of paid for services it's going to change how you holiday with Disney or is it not really going to have an impact on how much time you spend at Universal and Disney? Um, the way the way we've we, the way we've holidayed last few years, or when, before the pandemic, was changing. Anyway, we we never used to go to Universal to stay. Um, that was something that we never really did. We, we because we're DVC owners, we always stayed on a, a DVC resort mm. um, and and travelled to Universal by car or by or by Uber or something. But I think the last few years, we, we've changed that. We've started to, um, as Craig says, we've often started the holiday at Universal, you know, especially especially once we got into Halloween Horror Nights, which we've never got into before. That that really changed how, how we toured and over there. Mm. So more often than not now, um, if it's that time of year, we'll end up where we'll, we'll book into a Universal hotel for three or four nights and start the holiday there. And then what what that what the knock-on effect of that is with DVC is that obviously it's it's so many points um, for, for your for your room you're booking because we don't use as much because we're only staying for less nights at Disney we tend to get often one bedroom villas rather than than the studio so it has that 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 benefit as well um, another thing we've been doing a lot more recently as well is if we if we're not going to Universal first we we tend to go somewhere else. You know, we'll, we'll hit Clearwater for, um, for for four nights. I think we're going to Sarasota next year at one point over that way, just to relax a bit before the holiday. And we've done places like Vero Beach, Disney's Vero Beach as well. So I think the way we are holidaying is definitely changing. We're spending probably more time outside of Disney than we previously did in terms of the theme parks. 
and yeah. uh, you know and, and seeing other parts of florida uh, and other theme parks more as well staying in, in their hotels as well because there's so much more to see really yeah and you know clearwater somewhere i've talked about um mm. having been to before and um you know if you go at the wrong time of year it can be a little bit too quiet uh i found yeah. um but it's a it's a a beautiful town where you know the, the beach is incredible um so i think you're right i think it's good to uh explore other places i mean you've got the the luxury of because you're frequently going uh to orlando going to florida that it's easy for you to do that for, for people that are going yeah. on trips every two or three years you're, you're pretty much saving up to go to theme parks so you you're exactly, not really yeah, yeah looking elsewhere but as you say there's lots of really good places to to see outside of the parks so yeah, yeah. i think the, the big difference that we're going to have to get our heads around is is the cost of tickets mm. um you know we've we've got annual passes um we bought annual passes a couple of years ago actually for disney uh, and universal and you know it, it's fallen lucky in that um you know we're very fortunate to go as much as we do and you know, because of the delayed trips, etc., you know, we end up where we're going to be going three times within a 12-month period. So the annual passes are absolutely fantastic. We're in the future. It's going to be, um, because the annual passes have gone up again in price, mm-hmm. um, there's no DVC discounts anymore, which they used to do for DVC members. Wow. Um, then there's, I think there's, we don't, the top pass you don't have to get, you can get the second pass as a DVC member. Um we're going to have to really sit down and calculate how much that is compared to buying. You know, if we go twice in one, if you go three times, it's, an, it's a no-brainer. But that's that's a, that's a one-off. That's not going to happen ever again. Um, if you can squeeze two trips in a year, we'll have to try and work out whether or not it's cheaper to get the annual passes or whether they get the, the passes that the Brits can get. You know, these two-week passes. Yeah, the um, the ultimate your ultimate passes. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, because I. Sorry. Sorry, go on, Nick. No, I was just going to say. I was going like, to say the annual passes. Daniel, go on, go on. Go on. <laughs> We're doing that, on, that British thing where it's like, you go first, yeah, yeah. you go first. No, I was going to say. Was, you too. <laughs> at <laughs> Hard Rock. Um, when when I bought my tickets for the last trip, you know, uh, and you mentioned this, you mentioned about VPNs on, on the Disney episode. Mm. I had to use my VPN to get a day ticket for Disney because you couldn't buy a day ticket for Disney. I can only buy 14 days. And uh, although we get a very good price, it was still made more economical sense for me to buy the one day ticket that I actually needed than buying the 14 day ticket um, but with Universal there wasn't much in it between uh, buying their 14 day ticket and buying an annual pass um, and and the thing is we were going to Universal for I think four days last time, right even three days but buying part tickets for, for that amount of time was uh, more expensive than buying the UK ticket and was then more expensive uh, it was cheaper to buy the annual pass. So on the way out, I did the the pass upgrade. I think I paid like $20 and I got, it was the lowest annual pass that Universal did, but it was going to be yeah. sufficient for me to travel back for the trip that I wasn't allowed to obviously go to because yeah. a few months later, a pandemic happened. But um, yeah. I think you're right. I think from the UK, there's a lot for us to think about because we do get those cheaper tickets and... Mm. I know as well this obviously doesn't affect you as uh, so, so much because of DVC, but for hotel guests, they're getting offered a cheaper discount on Genie Plus, but yeah. you've got to have it for the entire duration of your, your trip, which is the trade-off, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so I think there are many more factors for us in the UK to think about yeah. than what previously was a, a no-brainer for you. Yeah, yeah. And the, I mean, with the universe as well, the annual passes, um, it, there's different levels, and, and I think um, Jane got the bottom one and I got a higher one because if you're going to go a few times, it's worth it because you do get, I think, 20% off on, on food mm. in some places and merchandise. And you do, you can get some substantial discounts from the hotels. I think we got, um, we booked up through uh, a, a chap in America and I, I emailed back and said, look, um, I, we have an annual pass. If there's any discounts, let us know. And he, he got back in touch and I'm sure it knocked off about 200 quid after four nights having an annual yeah. pass and and which... that's your car hire or parking yep, yep. charges or a nice meal exactly yeah. you know yeah. it adds up doesn't it yeah. it does it does and with disney ones the only, the only difference with disney but we find is that the the, the passage you get over here include the water parks 
Um, mm. If you get the annual passes over there, you have to pay extra to add the water parks on. Wow. Um, which was, I think we paid, I think it was $115 each to have the water parks for the full year and also mini golf and uh, one of the golf courses as well. So not too badly, not too badly priced overall, but it's another add-on if you, if you, if you look at these comparisons. Yeah, but it's also if you're going to use them, right? I mean, yeah. when the first time we went in 2007, we had, uh, you know, our, our Disney tickets gave us the water parks and Disney Quest and the golf on top. Would yeah. we have paid to go into Disney Quest? Probably no. not. Would we have paid extra to go to the water parks? Again, probably not, because you could have gone to Wet and Wild with your, your other tickets, or, you know, there's other places you could have gone. You didn't need to. So... I think, uh, yeah, if, if you're going to use them, great, but yeah. they're not going to be for everyone, which, uh, yeah, as you yeah. say, something else to consider, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Craig, anything else from you? Uh, no, I'd just like to thank Steve absolutely for uh, everything he's done over the this last year with information and helping us out with things and no uh, being our, our eyes and ears in the parks uh, last month. Or this month, last month. It was good. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. A bit, of, a bit of banter as well. Yeah, yeah I was cracking. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, I'd wake up in the morning, be about six messages. I'd be like, "Ooh, yeah." You and Steve, you and Todd, you and all the listeners. Like, it's uh, it's incredible. Um, but hopefully, Steve, we will be able to uh, go for that drink at Halloween Horror Nights yeah. and see you in Finnegan's uh, yeah, or Moe's. Either don't don't yeah. care. Good beer in, in both of those. But uh, yeah, it'd be nice to, to think that maybe uh, the uh, well, when we actually do get to meet you, it'll be in, in one of these theme parks rather than just talking Fingers about crossed. them over podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But no, Steve, thank you again for, for coming on and helping us with our Christmas episodes. Uh, thank you, dear, dear listener, for uh, listening to these shows for the past 12 months. Uh, it's been hard with us not being able to go to Halloween Horror Nights again, but, you know, hopefully you know maybe next year we might be able to uh, do that as well so uh, thank you for listening and hope you and your loved ones all have a lovely christmas merry christmas everyone all the best this podcast is a that production and part of the after dark podcast network <laughs>